Hey y'all, my name is Desiree Perry. I'm Devin Kitso Cree. Laura Ayabusi. Hey y'all. Hey. hey. We are a Black Girls Bravo podcast. A Black Girls Bravo podcast. A Black Girls Bravo podcast. Drum roll, please. And we're live. We're live. We're live. <laughs> Season two. Yeah. <laughs> I like you get through my yeah. <laughs> Come on, choo choo. I'm <laughs> Ladies, you know it wouldn't be me if I did not bring you the tea. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come hey, on. Come hey, on. hey. hey. Hey, I decided to get a little creative. Shout out to my um, El Charo tequila that I've been okay. sipping on today. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay, and all right. That we song is sponsored by them. Okay. Um, <laughs> we hear it. We, we hear you. Yes, right there. Welcome to Bravo News this week. Um, all right. Okay. What's so far, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. Honestly, truly. So, last night, I was minding my black ass business. Okay. And I get a notification on my phone. And it, you know how sometimes for our Black Girls Bravo account, it comes through in German? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we get tagged in this thing. And I go on, and it says that Jen Shaw or her cousin, apparently, has started a whole GoFundMe page for her legal fees. So did I read the whole spiel on the GoFundMe page? Absolutely not. Um, But it said basically they were hoping for 10,000 kind people to donate $250 so that she could raise 2.5 million dollars which you know is her bail we know that because we went to the hearing we died yeah, we attended in our pink suits and pink briefcase yep we was there yeah so within not even 24 hours because i feel like we got the notification around this time last, last night, night and um by this morning the gofundme was taken down oh wow you're not allowed to <laughs> solicit fees solicit funds for legal fees I don't oh, think. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the page was taken down. Also, I learned in the last 24 hours, Jen Shah has moved out of Ska, Ska, she, Shasky Chalet. <laughs> and they're renting a smaller home. Um, check out Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo. I love their page. They always <laughs> got the tea. Yes. Um, they have a highlight story on Jen Shaw's new neighborhood and even pictures of inside the house. What? <laughs> Little house. Like, it's a nice house, but it's not like what Jen Shaw was living you know, up in. Portrays herself to be. And if you're a loyal cousin, you know Jen Shaw was our season finale um, for season one. And mm. Um, let the people know part two. We have we officially let the people know that part two is on the Patreon. Part two is on the Patreon. 
and y'all need to listen to part two okay y'all watch I feel like... listen i feel like just i'm gonna make sure the cousins know you need to go listen to part two of the interview before you start watching season two of real housewives of salt lake city because mm-hmm. i'm very interested to see how some of these friendships are about to look on television because we got the tea in that interview. So y'all need to go and listen to that thing. If you haven't yet, you need to click our link in our bio and also always in the description of every episode that you are currently listening to. We are on Patreon and we give it all to our first cousins, our Mm -hmm. play cousins, and our family and friends. Even if you just genuinely support us, y'all get the inside scoop, y'all get exclusives, and the tea Mm -hmm. is on the Patreon. So... Now we have officially, we've put it on the episode. That part two of that episode with Jen Shot is on the Patreon, and y'all can stream that right now with visuals. So y'all can go stream it. Honestly. Do it. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, we haven't really talked to Jen. I don't think we talked to her at all since that interview. Nah. Um, Which is interesting, but I'm not surprised. Um... Because she got arrested no. the day that we were sure. <laughs> no. It was a lot of Girl was busy, obviously. Okay? She was busy. But we, she dropping, can we had to drop it. She can reach out <clears throat> and repost all these people like hashtag free Jen. Not saying I would do that because I personally think that what she did, if she did it, was wrong. Um, but I also think that it's crazy that she's trying to raise funds through a GoFundMe. And this is her cousin's page, her, or her cousin set up the GoFundMe. Her cousin set up the GoFundMe. They're probably like, fuck this reality TV shit. This is real life. And if my cousin was living in La La Land, saying, I feel like, you know, we, we know Jen. Maybe she's living in a La La Land. I don't know. And her family might be like, look, here. We know what's really going on, and you really need help. (laughs) Fuck all this extra shit. Like, we want to do this shit, and I respect that. You know what? Family is loyal. The family is loyal. The family is loyal. You you for real need to be scraping these coins together. You not doing enough, so we gonna do it for you. And that's why they probably set this shit up. Because in the statement, I see that he said, you know, we're a family and we stick to each other. She's innocent. No, but also he said that there are over 1 million documents in this case that must be immediately reviewed and analyzed by Jen's lawyers. So basically what he's saying is there's a lot of evidence against her and unable to afford these lawyers because lawyers charge by the hour. Oh, and a million documents too. sounds like a lot of money. Hold on. A million um, documents? Hold on, girl. You can't even. <laughs> oh. uh, I really need. Can we not talk about this? <laughs> that, has a double <laughs> that has a double A and that tax. Because I was like, damn, you can't even read a page a second. So, like, damn. <laughs> they giving. They giving him. They giving them two. two they need volunteers. Age, two two dollars. a second. I mean, I don't even think Erica Jane has a million documents in her case. Mm. That's not even funny. That's this is actually. I'm like, I, 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 I. This is bad. 
It's bad. Yeah. If it I was the bad. cousin, why would you put that out there? I mean, she should In the way that you did. Ugh, tacky. I don't know. Maybe don't use her name. I don't know. Because I understand the mission. The family clearly, like Des was trying to say, was like trying to look out. Like, they know the reality of the situation. They They need some support right now. So whatever it is but it's not a good look it's not and now it's taken down so like if your if your gofundme page gets taken down do you still get your coins <laughs> like i don't think you do no it gets ref- refunded oh shoot well, only one like only well a couple people donated she had raised like 200 dollars or something like that um and then it got it got taken down so tag well, that's so unfortunate you really hate to see it i wish her well good luck and i mean <laughs> yeah it's it's really unfortunate but play with dogs you fleas and um that's just tough child. there's not much to say about that there really isn't we can definitely move on what else you got for us for bravo news Portia. <laughs> We talking about her again. Just like Broadway. I'm tired of of giving her. No, but I'm I'm tired of giving this home-wrecking scallywag trick-ass Broad. (laughs) Oh, snap. I feel like in season one, Bronwyn was in the Bravo news every week. And in season two, clearly it's Portia. It's Portia. Because Portia, you know, she still has that bag. She's still securing the bag on Dish Nation. And she revealed that she has Simon's middle name tattooed mm. on her neck. That don't mean nothing, because don't she got Dennis's name? Yeah, what's up with her? Girl, wait, wait, she has Dennis's name? Wait, wait, wait. Yes, yes. yes. that was a whole thing. She's always getting tattoos of men's name. What's up with or, it? Or was that her name on him? I'm pretty sure she got no. Some. They got like I a know, matching he had tattoo her or something. They had like so, she had matching tattoos with somebody, and then she definitely had somebody's name. I just can't. I just can't. I know. I will never, 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 never. I would never, <laughs> never, never. Not even my father's name would I put on me. Like it's not. What is the point? Do you need to look at it in order to remember his name? Like I just. Don't get she it. She can't even see it. It's on the back of her head. It's not any Portia. type of gift. It's not a gift. To, like, it's not a gift anymore. Nobody finds that to be like, oh, my God, you did that. Oh, my God. But y'all, well, she but said y'all. On, the, on, on that episode that she thought that it was a nice gesture and sweet and all this stuff. I think it's not. She also did for all of her other exes as well. So what happened with Property. that? So oh, now you're giving I'm glad, I'm glad you brought gift. that up. You're giving a real basic ass up. gift, Portia. It's a real basic ass gift. <laughs> I'm really glad you brought that up because I just saw something and why did I, I think their name is Nikki Swift? Yeah, they have a blog. They clowning right now. Portia has has had a busy decade. She and Cordell split up in 2013. It seems longer than that. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? That was not that long ago. Eight years ago. That seems, it seems. I don't like like that. Right. (laughs) I mean, we already know the the pursuit of Portia. Why why is she writing a book? 
one that they don't use in their shower oh yeah it's crunchy washcloth um but best of luck to her i know there's a lot of talks on not best of luck (laughs) (laughs) whatever i'm saying a lot of people right now are like she's not gonna make it down the aisle or if she does get married it's gonna be short-lived so i don't know there's a place in their bets we thought Dennis's mom was coming off strong. I don't know. She, I think she saw some um, Miss Portia that mm. the rest of the world didn't see. Okay, she said, "Do you want to be a hoe or a housewife?" Mm? If there's one thing Portia's going to do, she gonna find herself a little old bald man with a big coin. <laughs> Basically, okay. <laughs> anyway, as we all know, it was Memorial Day weekend this past weekend, and. I personally, a part of me likes to see, especially during COVID, I like to see and live vicariously through what everybody's doing for Memorial Day weekend, because that's like beginning of the summertime. So people go open up their shore houses or Hampton houses, whatever, whoever you follow, people go out on boats, all that stuff. But there was one, well, I should say three people whose stories I did not enjoy watching over this holiday weekend. And the first was Ramona, who, typical Ramona fashion, she's at the Hamptons, Memorial Day weekend. If you're not from the East Coast, you may not know, Memorial Day weekend in the Hamptons, big, big deal. So I already knew Ramona, because she's so pick me, so mixy, she was gonna be there. Um, And she has that gorgeous Hampton house. Then I see she's in her backyard with, Kelly Dodd and Rick Leventhal. Then I see who who who's who is there? Who is there with them? But none other. You want to talk about pick me and little Jackie is there in the Hamptons with Ramona and Kelly. And Evan Ew. and Rick. Ew. Weekend. Ew. Devin. People were in our inbox talking about some. Yeah, they're all staying at Ramona's. Da, 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 da. Really? This is this is the look Ew. that you wanted to go with, Jackie. Anybody was feeling your ass anyway. Nope. And you pick Kelly Dodd to be. I mean, with? you're literally expecting anything out of a woman who would talk about someone's children like that is bottom of the barrel bullshit that like that just tells you she's gutter gutter 
she's trash, that's that. But Devin, I'm going to tell you, for your mental health, let these racist motherfuckers go. Because literally, oh. as soon as you would have seen the sight of the bitches, exit the story, because it is tragic. Literally, I am so tired of listening or hearing about a KD. And I'm so tired. But we don't even follow her. Or Jackie. We don't follow either one of them. We do follow Ramona. <laughs> but our cousins, you know the cousins never let us down. And they want to hear what we have to say about these different situations. So going through the stories and then people DMing us, we're asking, have you seen this? Have you seen it? Like sending us <laughs> like puke emojis. Like, yeah, we seen the shit. And the <laughs> we don't like any of them. It's a so. mutual feeling, a puke. Mutual feeling. But it's also very um I feel like Jackie is especially after her season. Mm. Like you were saying earlier, Deb, like she needs to go, but she's gonna hold on to Clearly, Kelly Dodd, like, Kelly Dodd, that type of person, even though it's, it's not the publicity that I would think anyone wants, like, Jackie is pick me. Like, she's going to try to do whatever she can do to stay relevant. And to me, to see her posted up with Kelly Dodd this weekend is like, how desperate can you, can you even be? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I hope they had a good time. Trump may have even been there with them. I don't oh, know. Um, <laughs> but that's that's uh, pretty much all I have for you, ladies. Thanks, Dev. You got some. My supernova girl, girl, girl. So, how did you guys feel about Real Housewives of New Jersey? Um, I think it was a okay season. How many episodes did we get again? We got 13. It's not a lot in Housewives talk language. They usually get about 18. No one really had a storyline, honestly. Um, Mm -mm. It it was very scattered. Yep. Um, We didn't see much development in anyone at all. Like, 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 did anything occur from like the beginning to the end really no, no. like they didn't even show us no. like marge even finishing her house which they could have shown like, is it finished right is it question mark it's well, they said on the reunion <laughs> that it was finished and they showed pictures on the reunion but i would think that like you know there's usually something that somebody is working on right well i guess marge had her book but we didn't have no, we didn't have no book no. release or nothing right? i'm not taking no... pictures I'm not taking pictures as evidence, okay? Because we know that woman decorates <laughs> rooms as, as seen. Corners. Exactly, rooms as seen, okay? That's true. So she knows, if she knows this is coming, she'll be like, okay, so now we got to get the foyer done and the den done. <laughs> and then there you go. And then, and, then, and then the game room. Like, and you know, it's, come on, I need to see video walking through a whole tour, a 360 tour, because I can't, honestly, I can't with her and Mr. Plumman. I can't. The tea spiller. Ooh, he, I mean, now we can call it what it is. Like, <laughs> he definitely spilled the tea this season. If anybody had a storyline, it was him. I feel like he he loves that woman. And he loves her so much. 
that he is willing to look like a whole, a whole ass liar talking about on the reunion that he didn't know about the Evan thing and doesn't think that Evan was cheating. Sir, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Joe Benigno is sitting up in that house when the cameras aren't rolling, talking smack with the rest of Marge's staff. With Mulaney, what's her name, Mulaney? Mulaney, the Australian chick, they all be sitting and keeping mm-hmm. and talking and shit. All of them. For sure. For sure. Can't tell me nothing different. I mean, he he literally said what he said and then backpedaled. We all saw it. It happened and the producers made sure it made the cut. There was no type of editing. It was as clear as day. That's what happened. Okay. Your husband was flapping his gums. You got caught. Yes. Yes. It is what it is. Um, so off that, honestly, like I said, there was no development of of talent. Um, I didn't really. I mean, I guess Teresa, but not really. And also, um, pause before I give my final grade. Can we talk about how I'm really tired of seeing her new man? Like, why is Bravo just like flaunting him? That's suspicious. That's weird. That's what he wanted. So the streets are talking and the streets are saying that he knew what he was doing. He had been studying Teresa. He had been watching the show and was plotting basically to get Teresa. I don't think either one of them is that bright. Um, I think he is. (laughs) Do you think he's had work done on his face? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It looks like he does. Yeah. They go in and get Botox together. How cute. That is so romantic. Oh, God. I feel like everybody okay so everybody's like yes tree get your man I don't I literally have never had that reaction like it's weird to me and I feel like Teresa being with this guy is almost more dangerous than Joe because this guy is an outspoken Trump supporter Mm -hmm. from what we've learned he's estranged from his sister because of it Mm. possibly more family members and now learning that he basically was plotting to get with Teresa is like and you know Teresa is naive and vulnerable and a little bit dumb let me just tell you completely just unimpressed so I'll give my final grade I give a d plus I I give a D plus. Honestly, I enjoyed seeing Dolores's fine ass. Like, love her. Um, it was good to see Teresa not gloomy and sad. Um, loved Jennifer Aiden, but as for the rest, D plus. I think that's fair. I honestly do. I feel like I've always been, um, well, I don't give my students grades, but I've always been a little more generous than I should be um, when evaluating and assessing. So I, because I don't, again, because I don't want them back in my classroom, I'm going to pass them. I'm going to give them a C minus because but that's not what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen is we're gonna get the same cast again. We need not see Amazon boxes. Jackie gotta go. Jack, what does she bring to this? Bring the sister. Bring the sister. Bring the sister. Please, Bravo, we are begging you. Get the sister. 
next season. Oh, and we're going to have a new black woman uh, next season. I cannot pronounce her first name. I think it's Akasha. I don't want to say I can't pronounce it. I shouldn't say that as a black woman. They just announced this. Um, The streets are talking. Bravo hasn't announced it, but the streets are talking. And she is the wife of an ex-NFL player. Um, I, I think he does stuff with Barstool Sports now. And she's black. He's, he's Afro-Latino. So um, I am very interested. Hey, in hold, a- on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, Devin. How did you just say that? <laughs> he's Afro-Latino. What? <laughs> 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 Do it. Afro Latino. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that. I was just, I was trying to get the word <laughs> But he is. His name is Willie Colon. And child, when I heard that, I was nervous because Willie Colon, Colon, I think I'm saying that right, is um, a famous salsa jazz musician i grew up listening to my mom was very very big into salsa and merengue Um, and he was a famous artist who i've always admired but now i realize as an adult like he is a republican he's a trump supporter he is i will vote vote for donald trump like he's he's that um so when i heard that that was her husband's name i was like please tell me that there's no relation because they have exactly the same name and he's a junior um so I was like please but I did a little digging no relation just the same name so how about to say I wouldn't be surprised child right especially in Jersey northern Jersey and that's why I was nervous but um her husband actually seems to be outspoken uh in favor of the Democrats uh, he's liberal, BLM, all that type of stuff. So interesting. I don't know how to feel about you know new castmate, and mm, I don't know how to feel. I guess I need to see how they're going to mix this and spin this because right now it just seems like a reach. Like I feel like honestly lately, I feel like a lot of brands, companies, people are reaching. They're just trying to throw some splashes of color. Just tired. Well, this is the problem with the franchise is Bravo waited so long to integrate the franchises that now the women of color that they're putting on these casts are tokens and in some ways punching bags for these all white casts that have been able to do and say their racist shit for the past. 10, 11 years. Right. That's and making the entire season triggering as hell and tired of having the conversation. Tired. Right. Tired right. of seeing it, tired of hearing it, tired of the same one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Well, let this be a note to Bravo moving forward. Don't be don't be behind the curve. Y'all should have done this when the franchises came out. Hear that shit. Be progressive. Be, 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 be progressive. progressive. It's not like the show started in 1975. Okay. Like, we're talking about 2010, 2009. Exactly. Like, y'all could have had integrated casts. For sure. For sure. <laughs> it's not that long ago. It's honestly like, let them have a real housewife, a Bay Area. First of all, the money gonna be real thick. <laughs> <laughs> 
is expensive as hell. Me and Aaron. Okay, were let's talk about, about that earlier. Like, uh, let's talk about that part right there. The 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 money will be thick. That that'll be fat. But also, like, you're gonna have to have literally like a housewife from every single like demographic. Like every box will be checked that we see when we fill out things. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just what it is here. And I feel like, why haven't we seen that? Because you would have thought we would have gotten something like that from a New York. Maybe not a Beverly Hills. Okay. But from a New York, you would have thought we would have got that. We didn't. Okay. Definitely. New York and New Jersey. I mean, those are not all white areas at all. Because, you know, because New Jersey's have, are they, are they, are they red and blue? I'm not sure, but I know a lot of black people uh and black like well-off professionals that live in jersey because it's cheaper there's a lot of i mean i shouldn't say just black there's a lot of people that work in new york and philly i'm saying live in hoboken right and they either yeah they live in jersey and cross the bridge to pa or new york every day because it's, it's cheaper people of all different cultures jersey is a very diverse place i don't know how they are politically but jersey is a diverse place it's right next to new york like yeah the tri-state area in general is very diverse i mean basically yeah like you said let it be a message to bravo like we wish y'all were ahead of the curve y'all are playing catch up now and now everything seems like a reach like i'm not impressed until i guess i'm i'm gonna have to watch and see and Mm -hmm. we will be commenting on a black girl's bravo bringing my comments and perspective right here for the people to hear but um getting us back on track my grade for new jersey it's going to definitely be a C because I definitely do not want to see them again. But y'all failed the assignment where I'm not impressed. This is definitely not even me. This is this is less than satisfactory. This is this is below. Mm. So can we agree that Jennifer brought all the juice for the season? Just answer the question, okay? Please don't play with me right now. Y'all see the background. Energy. Jennifer brought it all and people want to talk about her like she if anybody she understood the assignment and alerted Teresa but Teresa always does and that's why she still has a contract period okay (laughs) let's talk about it Jennifer brought the family drama she brought the friend drama she brought a little husband drama um yeah, she checked. She brought the, the authenticity. She, yes. You can't say that Jennifer isn't authentic. You can't and say that. The upgraded room in her house. Thank you for showing us the Z gallery. Okay, thank you. It was, yes. there were levels to this. And Jen is it. She's got a point. She's an icon. She's a legend. And she is the moment. Now, come on now. Jen is it. Jen and her fairy tale, here for it. Here for it. Here for it. And as far as Marge always coming for her, I need for you to just chill out. Like all season, that is what truly bothered me is that Margaret, you continuing to come at my girl right here. Do you see what this is? This is what you call enjoyment. Okay. This is what you call, I'm living my life. I take care of my house. And when I come out and I want to drink a little bit and enjoy myself in the middle of a purple pickle, (laughs) I'm going to get in my man's car. You see him carrying me on my, on my left-hand side because I'm always going to be good. <laughs> and when I come out and enjoy myself, please stop judging. 
Marge, judging for what reason? Because when that same energy comes back at you, you look the hot damn fool on that damn stage at that reunion. Let me tell you, a fool. You look the fool. You I and then your little home are trying to back you up. Jealous. I think it's jealousy. It has to be. And I it don't is. like to say that because I know it could be, um, uh, what's the word? Controversial. When you talk about, you know, business women and being jealous of women that, you know, are, don't have to work housewives, basically. And I understand that, like, that is very much Marge's thing now. We are right. we we met Marge, the businesswoman, the head honcho, the one right. that handles shit, which I can admire. However, let's not forget her past. Okay. And who she was trying to be, and how she married a man that was twenty some years older than her in mm. the hopes of having everything that Jennifer currently has. Okay. So <laughs> I <laughs> Don't know where it hates is stemming from. <laughs> it's really, it's really giving this jealous auntie that's looking at me, this hot, hot babe, flaunting my shit, looking good, enjoying life, and you're jealous of it. It's really, it's giving that energy. Absolutely. Honestly, it's giving envy. It's giving jealousy. It's giving and not the boutique, honey. Real, real basic ass season. This will be a basic ass season for me. That's they gave me basic real Alibaba shit. <laughs> they gave me some Alibaba duped shit. <laughs> um, AliExpress. That's what that's AliExpress. What, that is what Real Housewives of New Jersey was serving this season. It's interesting and it's also disappointing that this uh, this last year has been so monumental and just crazy and transitional for everyone and bravo has in in true american fashion put it on the black franchises to highlight everything that's been going on and i'm sure they're going to do it on family karma as well but it's not Um, even the black franchises they put it on the people of color period right because because on jersey there's no, I mean, there's Jennifer, but like, I would have had, I would have enjoyed hearing their perspective of everything. I, maybe I wouldn't have, but like, have them go to a march and at least that. some awareness. You know, I agree, Devin. I think you bring a great point up because of all the other franchises, like they definitely touched on what was happening in the world at that time. You know, we started with. Southern but you know Charm. why? But you know why they didn't? We you did. know why they did? Unfortunately. Yeah, and that's and that's why when you're pointing this out right now, it's just so annoying because it's literally gaslighting, triggering, and it's taking the fun out of watching this network. Honestly, like I'm so tired of having this constant conversation about race on every single on every single um, franchise they have, but with New Jersey because you know what their background is. You don't even you don't even touch on the subject. Because this is all happening. This is all happening. Right. right. And it's not like New Jersey is East Bumblefuck, Kentucky. Like, like we said before, it's in such close proximity to places where there were monumental movements happening. There were thousands of marches between New York and Philadelphia that they could have set up the housewives to go to. But instead, they had them go to Tom's River again. 
Like we haven't seen them go to Tom's River every fucking season and and, and Lake George. Like have them go to a, a protest. You put the whole cast of Married to Medicine on a private jet. But you know why? Because they're not going to a protest. They're not in support of, honey. They're not doing that. I don't they're have interest in watching it. people like that anymore, though. And, but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, this is a problem with the network. Like, this right. is just like, it's either you're going to bash it on us when you do have a person of color on the cast, when these cast don't have people of color, like oh. OC. They barely wanted to talk about Kelly Dodd until Homegirl Blonde Hair um, started talking about it and brought it, brought it, to, brought it to the table. You know what I'm saying? Like there has to literally be someone to bring it to the table, and none of these bitches in New Jersey are about to bring it to the table. So we got literally a full season worth of nothing. It, there was no substance. Nothing. It was trash. Nothing. It was garbage. Trash. And for that, D plus. Y'all are being very lenient with these things. Y'all are. I, I give it better be just for Jennifer. It better be it's just for Jennifer. Exactly. It really That's is. what I was about to say. It was a group assignment, and Jennifer pulled her weight, and the rest of the team did it. But I don't want Jennifer to suffer. Um, <laughs> B plus. So, plus I mean, Jennifer. that's right. it. Because yeah. she's the only one that understood the assignment. Hey, cousins. So you already know for season two, we had to come out guns blazing. What does that mean? You can now find us on Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that allows you to join your favorite creators community and give them a little coinage for the content they're given. To support a Black Girls Bravo on Patreon, sign up for one of our three tiers of cousinship. You can either be a family friend, a play cousin, or a first cousin. Join us on Patreon for exclusive episodes, premiere watch parties, merch, and much more. Support your favorite podcast by going to Patreon backslash a Black Girls Bravo podcast. And remember, it's always a family affair. It's an address that I hadn't had for years. I know you're a good person. You took care of it right away after that. If we'd been getting along fine, I never would have said anything. You know, there was- Would you have said it to one of the white women? Let's start a part of the conversation here. I feel like with that whole conversation, so there are some people on social media, and I don't know who they are, because a lot of these Bravo pages, we, we don't know who they are. They hide behind memes and clips of videos from Bravo shows. Um, and so a lot of people are saying, wow, how would Garcelle even make that comparison? This isn't about race without trying to even put an ounce of effort into understanding why Garcelle as a black woman would feel that way. If you've ever been a black woman and if you've ever liked nice things and you've ever gone to a restaurant, you understand exactly what Garcelle was talking about in that scene. Exactly. There have been situations, like Garcelle said, where I have left a restaurant and gotten pissed poor service and still tipped 20%, if not more. Why? Because I know as a Black woman, they're already expecting me to not tip, if anything, pay on top of that. You yep. go to charity, and I'm not feeding that. I'm not feeding that that stigma, that stereotype, that nothing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not feeding into it, and that is so relatable. So 
So when she used yeah. that reference, when she used that reference, it was just like, oh, it just takes you back to a time of where something like that has happened, whether yeah. you're a patron of a beauty supply store. Yeah, you're a patron mm-hmm. of a beauty supply store and you're being followed through every aisle for what? Like, it's yeah. just like, or when you go to, like you said, when you go to a restaurant and they automatically think, oh, you know, they're black, so they're not going to tip anyway. So I might as well just not give them the best service. No, you need to give me the best service because I'm a 20% or more. Yeah. You know, okay. I've worked in restaurants. I worked in, I mean, I've said this before on the show, but I worked in restaurants for over 10 years. And the way in which um, I have seen coworkers of mine kind of, there's been moments where a black table comes in and people have been like, that's your table. I'm not taking that. And knowing that the only reason they had to judge these people was right. because they were black or they were of color. Let's not mm-hmm. say it, just ha- it doesn't just happen to black people. It happens to people of color, period. Yep. It's a real thing. If you've ever been to a nice store, you go to King of Prussia Mall, you go into one of those high-end stores, you feel like you have to buy something mm-hmm. before you walk out or else you don't know what's going to happen to you. Everything that Garcelle said was real. So for these pages and these blogs that are saying, why would Garcelle make it about race? Well, try being a black person and doing yep. anything. Yep. <laughs> right. And right. for Kyle, I don't think that Kyle, and then for Kyle to admit that the only reason that she brought it up on the reunion is because Garcelle had unfollowed her. It's like, well, yeah, that's validation right there. Being catty, being catty. That was literally the only reason. I mean, I think that honestly, Kyle admitting even her fault in this, it takes courage. Yes. But also like, girl, you just wanted to be a mean girl. Like that's just, it just is what it is. Like we've seen how you, how you move in your group. You just were a mean girl, which you have been. And honestly, the question that Garcelle asked her, you know, would you have asked this to me or would you actually have made this statement on the reunion about me not paying if I weren't a black woman to be honest I think that Kyle would have because she's messy in that way where she wants to make a spectacle of somebody and get the attention off of her and like you could have easily asked Garcelle if you really did like this girl like or woman excuse me you could have easily asked this woman to the side like you know what I actually found out that you know the organization didn't receive your donation is there another card is there another or let's make sure we have the correct information but she, on she file. did it to be catty but you, yeah you did it exactly. to be catty exactly. you did it to be catty and you, you know Garcelle got money that run long. She got but unfortunately that run long. Royalty but unfortunately, that run long. The, uh, double homicide because she didn't even know that with her trying to be catty, she was also low-key dissing a black woman on paying her bills, you know, uh, paying yeah. what she what she signed up for. And you just don't do that, unfortunately. However, I will play devil's advocate and say that we just saw Melissa Gorga's husband getting accused of not paying somebody. So it's a frequent topic that does happen. However, it still does not take away from how it affected Garcelle in that moment. She thought that in that moment, she felt as if it might have been you trying to be funny racially. Right. She was trying to be funny. Yeah, because she was trying to be catty. Yeah. But it's like, are you trying to be catty and do it in a way that's like, oh, you're trying to come at me because I'm black, I don't pay or something like Mm -hmm. that. So I could see that. But that's why 
I'm glad that this conversation happened. I'm so also glad that it happened on national TV to show you what a productive conversation looks like when it comes to situations like this you know not everything has to be attack mode and i love that garcelle sat there as poised as she did to have that conversation and because she didn't get upset or irate or like you know calling out yelling cursing and whatnot yeah she was able to get her point across and actually reach kyle where yes. she was at for yeah kyle she to was actually able to reach her and that was yes. really the most powerful it was it was i i would definitely follow up with you on that des like it was very powerful for us to see it on national television for a person of color just simply having a conversation explaining to them what made them feel uncomfortable and it not being a, a, a conversation of, Oh, well, don't put me under attack. No, 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 no. Like Garcelle and Kyle, that was very productive and kudos, kudos to both of y'all. Kudos to you. Even Kyle the valid example. Kudos to Kyle for receiving the criticism or receiving or understanding the differences Powerful. here and moving from it. Like I was I surprised give her, because I feel like a lot of times when we're confronted with those those types of conversations Mm -hmm. people act like and this is a good segue like Sutton did when Crystal approached her about when when Kyle was explaining this situation we get a lot of times like when we're just trying to have people understand why those types of comparisons and stuff what Kyle did can be problematic on a greater scale for us not just in that interpersonal relationship, but in our lives, especially for them being public figures. Like if Kyle would have been like, you don't have to make it about race or, you know, I'm not right. Like if Kyle would have done that, like it would have blown up, not on Kyle, on Garcelle. And so I was honestly very surprised by Kyle because I didn't know she was, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I didn't know she was capable of having that sort of introspection to say, wow, I didn't realize how making that sort of accusation could be dangerous. And sure, yes, that happened to Joe Gorga, but it's not as dangerous for Joe Gorga as a white man as it is for Garcelle, who is a black immigrant. Okay. Yeah, let's speak on So I guess with that, I was only saying the topic does float around between the shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not taking away from it. I wasn't saying that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah, they make those all the time, but they need to be conscious that, you know, it's not... I'm glad that this kind of example was able to be had so that this conversation, because this kind of thing hasn't happened before. But as, as... as receptive as Kyle was to it, I honestly think it was very productive. This is probably the one and only scene I've seen from any Bravo show that has showed this type of care, compassion, and they they had a mission and they accomplished mm-hmm. that mission. You know, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't triggering. It no. was actually just like really really delightful to see. It was. There was no there was no one putting up any kind of backlash. I really did appreciate it. But even with that, I even too just appreciate how Garcelle brought it to the table. I like how she had an example to give to Kyle as to why that affected her. You know, I feel like it was, that's why I just really loved Garcelle's delivery with it. Um, I'm not saying that everyone's going to be like that all the time in the moment. (laughs) But as you can see, when you actually are able to sit down and thoroughly just communicate your thoughts, 
your you will get your point across. But if you come attacking people, it's natural. We're humans. It's natural for us to get defensive. I think both of them came from a place of understanding. So we saw that reflected in the conversation and it wasn't any back and forth and it was beautiful. It was done and we moved. I do want to play this clip though with Kyle, with Crystal and with Sutton. You're not doing what? I am not talking about racial stereotypes when I am, well, it's easy for you not to. Do you want to talk about when I see dumbass rednecks on the TV and yes, that's supposed to be that. me? Yes. I also have a stereotype, but I don't want to bring it up. We are educated. We are traveled. It's not insane. It is called you wanna, Are you one of those people that you don't see color? Tell me you're that girl. I don't see color. All right. So let's get into the breakdown of this. Are you that girl? I think we, so this is the thing. I think some people are saying on social media that it's, uh, um, like you just said, are you a that girl conversation when we need to back it up? Sutton was the one. Sutton was the one who said, I'm not doing that. Yeah. When Crystal was just trying to, like, that's what we do in conversations. Like, Kyle was saying there's a stigma with, and I love, I love how white people are so afraid to say black people. She's like, I, she was just saying how there's a stigma with mm, black people. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they <laughs> gotta run so through it real quick. <laughs> they be so scared. Like, you just say black people. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Crystal was trying to make comparison, like, hey, as another person of color in the room, I can relate. Like, I've I've been through things like, yeah, the stereotypes and the stigmas are different. And for Sutton to come out in my best Amanda Seals impersonation, be like, like, come on, Sutton, we were rooting for you. Like, this is your second episode with the diamond. And that's what you what you did. And then to say that she stereotyped as a redneck girl, bye, bye, bye. It's not carrying weight here, Sutton. It's not carrying weight here. I was really um, upset seeing Sutton honestly act this way towards Crystal. And I was upset because, yeah, I hate to see when someone is trying to speak their piece or give their story and here comes someone coming like it cut we we not here for that like and we don't no we're moving like your perspective right here or what you're trying to say doesn't matter i hate when people do that just in general like even if that person is going off course in their story and you don't know where they end up let them say they peace and then you can follow up to whatever you have to say but i feel like that that aggression right there was very very it was i was taken back for sure, taken back when I saw it, especially because- And this is why history and knowledge is so important because Sutton's perspective is saying like, this is why we can't have those conversations because people always turn it to race. But it's like, if you realize the cultural significance and you did your homework, you would understand why it always goes back to race, Sutton, because people of color have always been silenced. People of color have always been told not to share their experiences um because they go against the grain and this i'm 
this what we were just talking about. This is why it's so important to have that education. And I feel like if and especially Sutton being a southern white woman, like that's not the best example of your personhood to bring up <laughs> when neck. a person of color, right? When a person of color is vocalizing their experiences and you want to say, I'm a Southern white woman. It's like, yeah. Like, so you were the, the, the you come from the descendants of, of slave owner wives. Like, <laughs> come on now. It's, it's like, not carrying weight in this conversation. I mean, no. I think also, I mean, I can obviously tell she was trying to, in some way, insert herself in this conversation where they weren't going to speak poorly of Garcelle, but it just, Sweetheart, you didn't need to come to your friend's defense in that conversation. That conversation was. And Kyle had already had enough introspection. Like Kyle wasn't saying anything bad about Garth. No, not at all. Not at all. That's what confused me. It really it just was disappointing just seeing Sudden cut her off. I I like, you know, not that I feel like Sudden is a terrible person or that, you know, she did issue an a statement after the episode aired, because I'm sure people chewed that ass up so she definitely had a statement addressing that you know she apologizes for her actions and she understands that you know her actions did silence a person of color by you know how she acted in that moment i'll take it but again as we say we need we action need the change right we need, we need action. action and the change behavior we need action um, des i know when we had talked about this just on our own you know personal not recording you had had a contrasting view so i am very interested re-watching to to hear your opinion of how this conversation played out michelle i still feel the exact same way <laughs> i feel like definitely sudden talked out of her ass however if i compare how the conversation between crystal and sudden went to how garcelle and kyle's went two different situations personally also, i'm not gonna liter- have a sorry so not I'm, to I'm getting you. to that i'm getting to that that's a, that's my next point i personally am never gonna have that kind of conversation with people while they're intoxicated especially like i don't know what's gonna come out their mouth and i know who I, how, how i am and if you say something i don't like i'm gonna get in that ass regardless, get in that ass regardless. <laughs> regardless so that's so personally that's just me and mine I liked how Garcelle went about when she was talking to Kyle because that's a learnable and a teachable moment. When you go attacking someone, you don't know what the fuck you're gonna get. Granted, Sutton talked out of her ass, but then just have Crystal sitting there like, oh, tell me, you know, you're not that girl who doesn't see color. Just say it, just say it. I don't think that's productive. I think that's actually counterproductive. And I think when you put people in situations like that, they are more susceptible to become defensive and not see and lose sight of what the point actually is. Like from there, it, you guys lose what the actual, like what the real problem is. Now you've moved to like, oh, well, she was trying to say, I don't see color. And now you're fixated on this like new thing rather than what the first problem was. Yeah. So personally, I don't like how it went about. I'm not saying that Crystal was wrong. I'm not saying that Sutton was right. What I am saying is the delivery of how you, like, when you want to talk about your experience, maybe you don't have it at the end of the night, midnight after drinks and dinner. I don't think that's 
that's the time for you to be having that conversation because unfortunately sudden talked out of her ass and i i really want to hope for this woman that that was like this bullshit's not on her heart for real but like i said when you pin especially fragile white people when they're not in their element when you start bringing out the racists and shit they start getting real panicky yeah. they get real panicky and they start shaking in the booze and then start saying all types of shit and she probably thought she probably thought in her white mind that making that analogy made buck sense it didn't it was actually <laughs> ass backwards but literally when you do that to white people you start poking them they start shaking and they don't know what to do i've seen it in action yeah. i'm not saying it's right but like i said to have that conversation not the time or the place because look like look what we got and now i'm looking at sudden like okay bro well what's real what's not like i don't i don't know because i'm seeing like two different sides of you and honestly I agree I agree with yeah. what you're saying and I, I do appreciate you elaborating more um, from when we had the conversation the other day I think though what I was feeling from Crystal was after Sutton reacted like that that, 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 that mm -hmm. um, I saw in Crystal what I have seen in myself and a lot of other women of color after COVID. We don't have the same tolerance yeah. for the bullshit. And I agree with you what you said, like a late night after drinking and after Kyle's burnt ass salmon, it's not the time <laughs> I'm drunk, I'm tired, and I'm hungry. Hungry. Like, it's, not the right, it's not the situation. But also, we are, a lot of us are at that maximum capacity I know where I, I felt crystal. Like, well, so even with feeling crystal, she entered herself in the conversation. So the conversation, and that's why I don't, maybe I'm just also not liking the fact that they're showing on that, that horrible part of what Sutton said, because in the beginning, like when you, we just watched it, you showed the beginning of how the conversation went when Kyle was explaining and got and, and Sutton clearly says, I definitely understood what the fuck Garcelle was saying. However, I, I hear I hear you and I don't think you meant it like that, but she acknowledged what Garcelle said. And it's very unfortunate because I feel like that's even just like being overlooked when that was the like, initial situation. Like they were talking also, about understanding. Think, well, they were talking about understanding what Garcelle meant. They understood it. And then and then what's her name? Crystal inserted conversation inserted herself in the conversation like well let me tell you my perspective on it and it's like when this is me personally and that's what i'm saying time and place if, if that was in her if that was in crystal's shoes and i heard two white people sitting there talking about they understand they, they understood what their wrong was and they're gonna do better i'm gonna leave the conversation at that i'm not gonna now start talking about my black experience maybe because i'm tired of talking about my black experience so I just won't do that. That's me personally. But if I'm seriously hearing two people acknowledge what the problem was and that they're not, they th that will not happen again. I don't think that I don't see it. But I think in that in that moment, Crystal was being a good ally, and that's what we've been calling each other to do yeah. for the last year because there are not many of those moments. So sure, mm -hmm. drinking after a long night and day of, of travel is not the time and place, but I can, I can respect I can Crystal as an Asian ally. woman 
Right. As an Asian woman who a lot of times are above in our society, they get in a lot more rooms and sit at a lot more tables than black people have the opportunity to. So for her who, you know, is saying, hey, I, I have these white women, I have their attention. Yeah. Maybe let me, you know, do a little, do a little, you know. Let me give you so a little. That's why I say time or place. It wasn't the time or place, but I can respect what Crystal had to do at that moment. I can respect and, it too. I yeah. can respect what Crystal was trying to do. I think she was giving perspective as far as how stereotypes really sink in deeper for people of color. Like what you, what you beige folk don't have to deal with in life. Like it resonates deeper with us. And I think she was being a good ally in that moment. Sudden don't cut off another person of color when they're speaking about their experience and also don't try and compare your experience because your experience and your struggle will never ever ever compare to the struggle of black folk let's just be period black black people well let's also let's also talk about too and i've actually had this conversation with a white person recently sorry a white person with one of my white friends and um they were telling me about how when these kind of topics come up, it makes them so uncomfortable because they don't want to say the wrong thing. Because once you say the wrong thing, that's the wrong thing. People are jumping on that wrong thing. And and they're like, they literally came to me and they were like, look, I know that black people are tired of white people coming up to them, but I really just like, you're my friend to keep it real with me. Like, you know how how should I act and how should I move in those kind of situations? Because and, they, and I, without me without me answering, they explained to me what it was that they were trying to say, and I was like, well, you know, you're saying it perfectly, but that's why that's 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 the getcha gotcha right there. That like not we're not a monolith. Not every black person's the same. So like how I might take something might not like affect me. But another black person might see that as disrespectful. Yeah. And so it's like, so I had to explain that too. Like, I mean, that's just being personable, right? Like that's just being personable and being a human. Like every person that you meet in this world is identified individually as who they are. Like you don't know what you're going to get. So you do have to walk with caution. Do not definitely categorize all black people to be the same just like i will not be looking at all beige people as the same so don't have that idea but also well, like um, there's a this crazy real quick sorry think, write down your thought real quick because i saw this tiktok last night and this black girl from canada and she was like i have a question for black americans like in canada um i my nationality is canadian my my race is black but my ethnicity is trinidadian and she was like, when she talks to Black Americans, she says, like, what, what, what's your background? And they're like, I'm Black, what do you mean? And she's like, no, like, what's your background? And then we're just like, we're Black. Like, mm-hmm. we really don't know what the fuck we are. But in other places, you do. Yeah, that goes back to, again, That's everything being stripped from us, mm-hmm. our identity being stripped from us. That goes back to that. I don't want to write Sutton off and this is the thing this is why cancel culture can be toxic because Sutton was wrong in that conversation Crystal was not no matter whether the time or place whatever Crystal was not wrong Sutton was and I think that there are people and also this is why white let me let me just get into this real quick I feel like 
60 to 70% of the time, it's not the black people that are canceling or it's not the minorities that are canceling these white people that say the wrong things. It's the white liberals. Mm, let's They're talk about more it. more fired up than we are. Let's talk about it. I mean, I don't know that many people, but let's the people that I know are, you know, people like, like Des. Like, we have friends that are from all over the world. And sure, do they say some things that are messed up sometimes? Yes. Do we correct them and can we move past it? Absolutely. I'm all about um, just just learning and people growing. Like that's that's what to me makes a friendship. If we can grow together, yep. we're yep. gonna be friends for life. Okay. It's when somebody's growth is stunted that the relationship has to end. But I feel like there are a lot of white liberals that interject themselves in situations like this. Mm. And they are the ones, at, just like Sutton was, da, 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 da. Yeah. the white liberals come in Doing a little the powder with their bah, 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 and speaking over them, and they're the ones canceling people like Sutton. I, I, I never said Sutton should be canceled. I just said in that instance, she was wrong. She was wrong song. because she tried to silence Crystal and, and Crystal sharing her experience, and then she made that crazy comparison to the redneck thing. I think that. This, what should have happened is, what, what did happen? Sutton issued an apology, yeah. maybe even had an apology personally th- that weekend when they were together. But it's interesting when I see white liberals getting more fired up than people of color are. And that's yeah. why I, this is the hill that I am happy to die on. White liberalism is dangerous. Very. Very. It's very dangerous to people of color very. because y'all be the ones y'all yeah. be the ones louder than us doing We're the extremes people. <laughs> like doing we the extremes i'm not saying it's a black person's job or a minority's job to educate because that's never the case but a lot of times at least the people that i know personally and in my personal experience like you know, hey, it's a learning experience. We're all learning. We're all unlearning and relearning. It's the white liberals that come in and are like, cancel them. They're racist. Yeah. Period. Wow. Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm not canceling Sutton. I'm not canceling her either. No. I, 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 I feel close. like I understand where she was coming from. Of course, I wish her delivery were different. She is white woman, and she, it, it's so it's so unfortunate. Yeah. And I'm glad she's using using this as a learning lesson. And yeah. that's I'm chalking it up to that. Uh, every white woman has to understand and learn. They all need that teachable moment. And unfortunately, hers happened on national TV for millions to see and correct. And there you go there we have it so what are y'all watching right now a lot too much too much um okay titles the first good girls is that good watching good girls okay so it's so we are i think we're that's one of the few shows that me and aaron watch together because we we generally like very different things he's more of a sci-fi guy i'm more of a comedy comedy rom-com reality type person same but i do we sometimes we cross those lines but we both like suspense and thrillers and good girls is kind of that 
So we've watched all the seasons. This newest season, though, um, Aaron is getting frustrated because the way that the show works, it keeps letting you down. And we're kind of like, all right, it's going to be the same shit now. Like, we're done. If, if at the end of this season, some shit don't happen without me saying too many spoilers, then we're done. Because it's like one of those. Um, but it is good. And I love Retta. I love, um, what's her name? The, the main one actor. I forget her name. I, I do enjoy that show. Um, so if you feel so inclined, definitely check it out. Yes, I am currently watching what's on Netflix, so I know that that is the season, um, well, the last season, not the season that has just aired, um, and it started off in a crazy way, um, so I am still in a place of enjoyment for Good Girls. I hope it yeah, doesn't disappoint. When you disappoint. get to the newest season, you're going to be like, this again? Oh, this again? No. For real? Thing. But I'm gonna watch still it. watch it. I'm gonna I'm still, still watch, watch it, it because it's it's just a good show that it's very different than a lot of those like NBC. Like I don't usually watch like uh what do you call it like basic TV like NBC. Yeah. NBC. I don't yeah. even watch shows like that. But and I didn't even realize that Good Girls came on NBC until this season. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was definitely show. Netflix. Yeah, yeah I thought that was too. <laughs> I thought it was on. Netflix and then this new season came out um but it is good it is really good well I have a suggestion and I told you about this before I feel like and you still haven't watched it actually really the both of y'all but really Devin and Aaron can you please watch Snowpiercer the series? I started it Aaron already watched it all even yeah. the recent even the recent one I'm pretty sure I'll have to ask him, but I know he watched Snowpiercer already. But the thing uh, is, I knew you would like I, it though. It's, it's more me than him. I don't watch things that he's already watched because okay. when he's already watched it, he's a little more detached. Like he'll be playing a game on his phone while it's on, and I'll be yeah. like, pay attention. And so I try to watch when we watch things together. I try to watch something that he hasn't seen before. Agreed. <laughs> Laura, you said you watched it though? Yes. So I started Snowpiercer. I am in season one of the newest Snowpiercer because there's an old one, right? So there's a movie. A movie. I didn't okay. I didn't watch the movie. All right. I just I, like started straight from the straight from the um series. From the series. So I'm in season one. I haven't gotten to season two yet, and there's only like two seasons out right? I think so. I think so. So I started it. I was waiting for my little watch buddy to join me, but we move. So I started it. I'll let you know when I finish season one and then I start the new season. I like it so far. I like the sus- the suspense of it. I like, it has like some elements of sci-fi a little bit and then the action and it's giving me it's a mix of a few things. So like if you watch the show The Hundred. Mm-hmm. And then if you watch the show Three Percent, it's giving I've heard of three percent. It's giving like a mix of those two in a way where like they're trying to figure out a new world and a new balance in something completely foreign to what society is used to seeing. Like so I feel like it's 
I'm liking it so far. Season one, I'm probably like maybe six episodes in liking it. It makes me happy that you like it. Yeah, I I like it. it. I like like really enjoy that. Um, I can't wait. I just looked and they're actually going into production this summer. So can't wait for that. Um, You know, Davi digs. Another little love. open thing, you know. Be stand. Yeah. Mm, that is a fine Stan. piece of man. Okay. Emmy gonna, like, hey, <laughs> gonna be like, hey girl. Emmy gonna be like, hey girl. I can't. <laughs> I love me some David, but speaking of um David, uh it ha- it's not out yet, but in the heights. Is coming That's out. the movie. I can't wait. Yes. I will definitely be tuned in. I am. That, he's he's working because you know he has a show coming out that takes place in Oakland. Yeah. Oh, stars. Okay. Have yeah, you watched five? There's a movie. Girl, yes. And oh, just to clarify for the listeners, David is not in in the Heights, but he is in that clique in real life with Alex Lacamoire and. Lynn Manuel Miranda, and that's what made me think of it. But Desiree, <laughs> the movie, and Laura, I was telling you about this because I know that Kyle would love the movie. Blind Spotting, it's a movie first with Davi Diggs and Raphael Castle, I think is his last name. Um, and that's where the series has come from. And the movie was so good. And I know you would like it because it takes place in the Bay Area. And it's it's really good. You have to watch the movie before you watch the show. I haven't watched the show yet because I don't think it's out yet, right? But um, I imagine it comes out. I imagine you need to watch the movie first, so you know you'll know who the characters are. Right. Okay. Okay. Something yeah. To add to the list. So watch the movie for sure. Um, but yes, in the Heights, I'm super excited for that, and also Dear Evan Hansen um, is coming out. Also, did you guys watch Cruella yet? Cruella? Cruella, yeah, it's out. No, I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it yet. I plan on having a movie night because, y'all, Cruella DeVille is one of my favorite villains of all time. Okay, can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? 101 Dalmatians has always been the motherfucking Bob, okay? I have literally my cassette is still here let me tell y'all a horror story let me tell you a horror story okay because during this pandemic a horror story or a horror story it's a horror it's a horror story okay literally tola tried to kill me during this pandemic i came home one day and literally i did not see my video cassettes in this the, the entertainment center literally sits right next to my desk so i look to the right of me there's no cassettes in there and i'm like ho, 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 hold on when i say i got aladdin when i say i got cinderella i got lion king i got jumanji i got i got i got all of them okay okay all like the classics cinderella snow white robin hood Okay, Hunchback of Notre Dame. I got them. Okay. On deck. I heard that, girl. This. I came home. They were not in there. And I was like, explain. Someone, someone explain it to me. And was she donating them? Come to find out, 
they tried to put all my cassettes, actually not tried because they did do this. They put all my cassettes in a donation bin down I knew it. the road. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. When I say a horror story, a horror story, it's a horror story. How dare I told, I I, I literally, like, no lie, y'all. When I got there and those cassettes were gone, I was pissed. When when my mother told me, I literally got in my car so damn fast, drove to the freaking donation center, that bin was gone. I was like, yeah, of course it's fucking gone. Because do you know? The, the do you know the classics that were in that damn bag you stole what you stole from me what you but what stole came next but what came next so because somebody saved the day somebody let me tell you what came next but i just had to speak to how important like that is childhood for me um, what came next what came Ooh. next Wow, the rude, the rude, rude. I'm, I'm on my toes. Ah! What came next is my boyfriend, okay, came on my bo- on my birthday, okay, best gift ever, okay, came in with a whole box of cassettes. I know that's Bringing right. Back more than tenfold of what I lost. And li- like to see highlight highlight also was that Spice World was in the collection. Okay. Trap was in the collection. Everything. Everything was back in, in good graces. And literally, but but you you made me skip the part where I literally was in the parking lot crying. Like I was crying. Like y'all don't understand what it like that day. I was crying as like a child, like a baby about these cassettes being taken from me like that. And I will, I still have my VHS and I will still be playing them. Okay. Because we don't get DVDs over here. Those are classics. I don't need no dividends. I don't need no dividends. I I think my mom still has mine, but y'all have to realize that our parents are at an age where they're they're trying to eventually downsize. Like my dad. And I don't care about that, girl. You asked me about whole lot. I don't care about none of that. Listen, y'all have to have compassion for the fact that because they have children, our parents have essentially been clean hoarders for the last twenty-eight years. Okay, so no. you need to ask. No, me. my grandma, my, I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep it a bean. I'm gonna keep it a bean. My grandma is a real one. Okay, my you know what? We already know. I'm cousins, y'all know. My grandma's a real one. Best friend, besties. <laughs> she keeps all of my shit. Okay, I still have drawings from kindergarten, I still have cassettes, I still have my recorder from when I was in middle school, my camcorder, and the tapes and shit. Like, my grandma is a little angel. Like, I love that woman forever. Literally, so I can't lie. I can't relate on, but I can't lie though. I don't think I have anything from my mom's house. It's, I think I mean, all my it's good to keep those things. And honestly, like She's I, moved I feel too, that. though. Right. Yeah. Like my grandparents had a lot of my stuff, and then when they passed away, um, a lot of the stuff came to my mom's house. So now she has a lot, but like. My dad and my bonus mom, they just moved out of their mm-hmm. big house and they moved to a condo. So like, but I will say 
Tola didn't do this. Now, I don't know what Tola and Datun are planning to do, but anything that they were going through, Amina was on our phones like, y'all want this. Y'all keeping this? Okay. Uh, That's all that I asked for. And have your own houses now besides Mecca. That's all that I asked for. Okay, just a little asking. We need some consent up in there because you you got to send pictures and ask what I'm going to do with it. And hey, you definitely keep it keep it at the house for a little bit and they'll be okay. But you got to still run it by me before you donate it. Well, okay, I can't lie though because my grandparents were definitely donating my stuff as I was growing up. So I guess they all do do it, but like in a different way. Because I still have a bit of shoes. I still have a bit of shoes downstairs that my grandma's been probably wanting to donate for like 10 years that are still downstairs in the garage. The The shoes you can get rid of, the clothes you can get rid of. I'm talking about the movies, the music, the the boom boxes, the little microphones. No, I still got some. I know the treasure things, keep those because even yeah. when my mom, like my mom still had her, or my, my grandma still had my mom's high school cheerleading outfit. Oh, and I got to like see it when cute. I was growing up. You know what I'm that's saying? Cute. So like, yeah. Stuff like that. Like, keep it. You never know. I, I don't agree. know. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep. I'm gonna make a point to keep certain things for my children just because like I know you're gonna have an attachment to that so let me just not everything but certain things you know like I just like that's healthy it's it's healthy for you to have things that like or at least to have like to go back and reference like your favorite blanket I'm not saying keep your favorite blanket with you every day of your freaking life but it's nice to like go through a box and be like, damn, I love this blanket when I was younger. Well, yeah. especially now in this day and age, because I feel like I saw a video the other day on Instagram that was like, um, this is guy, he does videos making comparisons between the oldest, the middle child and the youngest. And it was a photo um, video. And so the, for the first part of the video, he was, it was the oldest child who was flipping through one of those like big photo books that all of our parents have, our grandparents had them. The middle child had an envelope from Shutterfly and the youngest child was handed a cell phone. And so I do think that it's important that we keep some of those physical things because that's something that I've always enjoyed, especially like when I go back to Cleveland to see my family and stuff, like they get out the the, the boxes, yes. all of those the, the albums. You bring the albums had. out. Yes. Yeah, the photo okay. albums, the keepsake okay. boxes, all of that. I saw this one TikTok recently that actually is just going to make me um, do different because I love the fact that I could go back and see pictures of my mom in high school, her throughout her 20s, like special events, going to a concert and whatnot. I do not want all of my pictures to only be digital. I literally, so there's like this printer that like you, as soon as you take it, like you want to print it out, you can print it. I want to actually go back to photo books because I feel like they're so important. So this summer I've actually, I start tomorrow, the first day of June, I'm having a summer 2021 photo album of like, and I'm going to create those memories and I'm going to like, because I feel like also COVID made me a hermit. And I'm like, and I'm trying to get out of that. Like, oh no, it's time to get out the house and live because like we've just been in the house. Like, and granted, I can't lie. The first week of me being out the house and I'm fully vaccinated, I definitely got sick. And y'all, y'all heard it. 
And Devin was like, I don't know if that's allergies, Desiree. And I was like, no, <laughs> girl, because David got sick the next week. So obviously I was sick and it wasn't allergies. And yes, and that's why Devin was like, you should go see a doctor real quick. I don't really know. But you're right. You're right. Like it's crazy because like now we're being exposed to all these things and whatnot. But with that being said, you still gotta go out and you still gotta live. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm making a point to like, even if it's like, I try to see a friend like Mara going to see you just for a weekend, even if it is three days, like, I'll, I'm going to see, I'm going to create that memory. And we're going to have a freaking memory for the summer. You know what I'm saying? Or going yeah. to see Devin for her birthday. Like we need pictures physical so that like we, when you have kids, like they can be like, oh my God, this is when the three of you guys were in Amsterdam or Hungary. Like that's, that's so cool. Like we're going to be like, oh, look our phone. Like, Let's normalize off, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, everything let's normalize photos that are not staged. You know what I mean? Uh, like, candids. Yeah, candid. Let, yeah, let's normalize candid photos. When I look back at my family photos, there are so many unflattering but hilarious Moment. photos. And oh, by the way, Des, so me and Aaron... That's something that we've always done. We always print out our books. I mean, our pictures, we have photo books, but there's an uh, app or it's a website you can use. And so you can, like, let's say you go on a trip because we got one made because we went to San Diego for my birthday one year. You send all your photos to this company and they actually make a book out of all of your photos. And so when you, like, you know, in 10 years, you can have a shelf full of all I think I've little... seen those like volume oh yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I've seen those I've actually yeah I think that might be a better idea but yeah I still want a fun one because I really appreciated the bachelorette one you guys made me like oh my gosh so cute like I just love the vibes of it I'm gonna tell you this is a public service announcement now I have a lot of influencer friends I have a lot of Instagram model friends I have a lot of friends who like to take a lot of pictures I'm gonna tell you one thing summer 2021 five taps maximum i'm not sitting there for 10 15 minutes taking pictures of you so you can get the right angle i got to literally enjoy my time too okay also because i'm not even asking for that in return i'm not that kind of person to be doing that i think it's very awkward to sit there and require my friend to take 20 pictures 20 to 50 pictures of me. I think that's very awkward. I'm not doing that this summer. I don't know about y'all. You have to do it like they did in our in our parents and our grandparents' generation. Like growing up, I always remember that there was one family member. It was sometimes be my grandpa, maybe my uncle. There's one person at the event that is walking around with the video camera. There's another person walking around with the camera. That person is the only person taking pictures in the room they videotaping the whole thing and past that though deb it's like you go to hang out with someone and they're like hey take these pictures of me yeah we ain't doing that not until life is too short to spend a whole event taking cute photos of each other no we're gonna have fun we're playing games we're laughing until we are snorting we are spitting our food out type fun. Like life is yes. COVID. Is that's the kind of fun I live for. And that's why I love how people are now doing these theme parties. Like for my 30th, we doing it. The old lady party. Yes. The school staff party. Like we doing all of that shit. I can't lie, Devin. You'll just have to be on Zoom. But for my birthday this year, it's going to be very small, minimal, whatever. It's going to be like just like the house, whatever. 
I'm going to require everyone though to dress up like a holiday. It doesn't matter what holiday, just any holiday that. of the year. You need to come dress. I no exceptions. Like I want a themed birthday so badly, and uh, yeah, I feel like I deserve. I'm here for it. Hell and you yeah. have the most fun, honestly, like when you do have those candid like moments and taking photos, just like doing you, feeling feeling great, being amongst great spirits and great energies. Like, I mean, the thing is, for me, I definitely am the type where I'm just like, guys, take a photo of me, take a photo of this and take the photo there. But I also am very much the person that documents a lot of this shit. Like, there's 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 visions and things that I creatively plan to do with like all this content that I do capture. So I know I get the eye rolls and I know sometimes my friends are like, oh my God, but, that's but watch when of, I like, post that career. shit or when I like, come up with the album, then you're going to appreciate that those moments were captured. So like, yeah, I, that's me. I, that's me. I'm, I absolutely hate when Laura takes multiple pictures of me, but she's yeah, really but like, then when shut she up. Sees the whole Even my wedding day. Product, even then she's like, day. oh my God, I'm so happy. Oh my God, when did you do this? Oh my God. And it's yeah. like, yeah, because you do, like Devin was saying, you do need that one that one person who has the eye for, for video, who has the eye for the photo that is just taking just candids throughout the evening. We but did see, I'm hire not really that shy. person for the party and they were the ones going around the whole entire event. Even if it was your cousin, you, you gave them a few extra dollars here, take some photos, make sure you get grandma, make sure you get uncle, make sure you get XYZ because they came in town, they came from far out, and you document. Like, But you know I'm what? Now people only take photos to post. And we need to go back to the days of taking photos to remember the moment. Yep, just by pushing the energy where it's just enjoy yourself and live out loud, y'all. Stop looking for perfection. That's the energy that we're pushing. Have moments of celebration with your friends, with your family, with your neighbor, with your cat, with your animals, with, one, with whatever, because we have been inside and let us now be outside jubilant doing whatever the hell we want to do. If it's you just walking around and freaking collecting, I don't know, dandelions to make some damn tea. I don't give a crap. You do you. And you could take those photos and document what you did that day, even if those photos are just to be printed, to put into your journal, your diary, for you to write, this is what I did this day. Or you can make the collage, and you can make that collage just for your own purposes. It doesn't have to be taken just to post. Like, let's definitely push the energy of just having a good-ass time. Like, carefree, oh, yeah. not looking for perfection. Take the photo and stop worrying about it being perfect. Because honestly, those are the moments that you're going to remember more than the ones that you were literally sucking in your gut, trying to, mm -hmm. trying to find the angle. Trying to, you don't remember where you were when you took that photo. And you try and stand in front of the Eiffel Tower every single freaking year trying to catch the freaking angle. No, F all of that. Just be there and just look at the damn thing for at least 10 minutes. But that reminds me, speaking of going back to what else are we watching, because me and Erin on this coming Sunday are going to have a ball. Why? Because the Pose series finale is coming on this Sunday, baby. That's so exciting. Yes. So we went shopping today. We got a bunch of makeup. Come on. And then when we go back to town this week, we're going to get streamers, glitter, balloons, everything. Because we want to remember this. Like that, first of all, if you haven't watched Pose, listeners, 
you need to watch the show. I agree. And the series is ending, and that is a show that we have always enjoyed watching together from the very start of it. And we're going to have fun. We're going to take pictures. I can't say that anybody's ever going to see them unless you come to our house, especially with COVID and being isolated from everyone for so long. I know that, you know, hopefully like when you guys come to Europe, we will have just a night of catching up and you guys can look through like pictures from our pose party and I could show you how I did Aaron's makeup and shit. We had a fucking ball. Like, Vogan and shit like I love that do that like let's look through the memories and and put you back in that place instead of broadcasting it and it kind of not to say that because some I I love social media I think it could be a very useful tool but it kind of takes the sacredness out of those um gatherings and stuff like everybody saw it as opposed to like y'all coming to my house to fellowship with me we're sharing a meal we're sharing some drinks and I'm explaining to you I mean so that's also another reason why I don't even share like when people share like their engagement not like hella engagement pictures or hella wedding pictures or hella wedding rehearsal pictures and whatnot I feel like it's like some things I just like to be super intimate um there was one time where on my story I put a lot of details from our wedding and I had it on my highlights and then I took it down because I was just like, you know, a lot of that stuff like was just ours. And I really liked having that. And if you were there, you saw it and it was a great ass time. And I just kind of like to leave it at that, you know, Um, especially because unfortunately, like when I had posted my stuff, you rely had a conversation with you that there were certain like, chatter going around about my shit and I was like you know that was a special moment to me I don't want that to be tainted you know and for that exact reason is why I keep a lot of this shit that I even like do with David very private because I just don't like anything like I just don't like any kind of like anything said because I don't play about that (laughs) okay shit I feel like too it depends on who you have as an example because like for what a marriage is supposed to look or a healthy marriage is supposed to look like because you know like you see people in front of you and it's like they didn't have these outside sources tainting their relationship and they were successful and they were able to be married for 40 50 years like I do not want the foundation of my relationship to be based off of is this cool looking on social media or not you know so I feel like that's definitely been something that I've done for myself I know it doesn't work for everybody some people just like doing that shit with their weddings and you know to each their own but if that's for me and mine yeah I already had a lot of people there and I feel like even that was like out of my comfort zone having that many people around me in one room celebrating me and I'm like what the hell (laughs) like this is just I have anxiety but yeah I just I just like those kind of moments too and that's what really matters those memories is what takes you through. Honestly, if I didn't have good memories with my friends and family, I don't know how I would have survived COVID. Being so isolated and moving to another continent, I don't know how I would have survived without memories. And so I'm happy that I have no pictures of me looking like an IG model at Friendsgiving. I think Friendsgiving and like New Year's Eve was like the last two things that I like really did with friends. But I can remember every second of the night. Yeah. And that's what matters. 
Bro, yep. that's our, our freaking engagement picture. Not engagement. Our anniversary pictures last year. We just wanted to take some because we were like, damn, we've been in the house. But they were so casual, as they should, because we are casual as people. Like, you're never going to see me just like, I'm all done up. And you're never going to catch him all done up. So why even fake that fun? Like, let's like live in our truth, you know? And I appreciate like when you can do that with somebody. Facts. Thanks for listening to this episode of a Black Girls Bravo podcast. And be sure to add us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Black Girls Bravo podcast. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite streaming platform for podcasts. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.